Okay, welcome back to episode number 62. How is everybody doing? Good. Busy. Stress. Busy? Stress. Stress because yeah, of work, stress because of family I'm, life. I'm on, stress. Stress. I'm on edge. Because he got to our sleep, that's why. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. We're good, man. I'm where, I'm where I want to be. We're good, we're good, we're well. Well, I'm well, conscious. Well, well. I'm conscious. I'm conscious about always saying, "Oh, I'm good. I'm good," because then it means I'm not working hard enough. It's sad that you think that you, for you to be well, it's connected with you working hard. Like you can't just be well or like every, be calm or everybody's, all, everybody's always saying, "Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. I'm well," and nobody wants to say, "Nah, I'm stressed or I'm, I'm bugged out or I'm just trying to get a couple things done and I'm all right. I'll be okay." Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. But it's because when you said you were stressed, we were like. Okay, yeah. So, Daniel, how are you doing as well? <laughs> <laughs> no good way. stress. Good stress. It's good stress. That's good to hear. Daniel, yourself, how are you doing? I'm all right. That's good. Shua? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You good? good? Beginning, you good? Begin, beginning of uh, Q4, so we've got a couple more months to squeeze out a few more things. That's good all to good. hear. So, I'm going to be taking the lead on this episode. Um we had an episode two episodes again um two episodes ago about 100 million which i thought was a really good episode we got a lot of interactions from our listeners um it was a heated <laughs> i would say heated um episode and topic which we've been going back and forth on whatsapp outside of um sort of the podcast still trying to understand whose idea whose plan was actually the best um, for our listeners, stay tuned and stay listening. Um, at the end of this episode, we are going to announce the winner um, of that 100 million um, episode. But yeah, this you should, episode, you should, you should yeah. announce it because it ain't you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we, we will announce that. Millions. Just make sure the 20, 25 pounds clears, yeah? Just make sure the 25 pounds clears. But no, on this episode, I wanted to really just talk about um, the connection and the relationship between money and happiness, right? So we talked about 100 million and what would we do in terms of planning and spending and investing 100 million. But I wanted to also understand us as a society, us as people, and our connection with money and always sort of chasing money, trying to strive for a certain amount what is that perfect salary look like? Is us chasing a particular wage or salary impacting our happiness, right? So stay tuned, get started, and no, let me say that again. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while. Rusty. So stay tuned. So stay tuned, and let's get started. Take off, take flight with you. We never fly away. That, that yoga that you're doing, Ollie, has got you way too relaxed, big man. Even your mouth is getting loose. Hey, you gotta, you gotta start your, you gotta start your day with yoga. It's a great. I mean, I've seen, I've seen on the Apple Watch, where I've seen every time, Olu banging yoga session like four thousand calories. Nah, so let's, let's get into, let's get into the episode. Let's get into the episode. Um, so now let's start with the first point, right? I just wanted to understand from you guys, really, what does happiness really mean to you guys, and are you truly even happy? Right, because I have a feeling the majority of people are just not even happy. They, we're just busy as human beings. So it's a, it's I want to start with um, it's a loaded Capilo. question. 
Pepino, no, no, Pepino. come on, come on. No, 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 you no, said no, you're no, stressed. No. Let me tell you why. Let I me think... tell you why you shouldn't start with me. Because it's another money topic. And I always seem to be the one that sort of... No, but this... it doesn't... Even if you you could respond and say that money is not... Let, no, Dan, let, Dan, let's start. Dan, let's start with you. Set the tone, please. Why? Just warm it up. Warm it up, please. Just just not me. Well, happiness is, an, is a mental or... <laughs> Or emotional kind of state of mind if you want to go down to terms of happiness but mm. taking happiness out of the context of money or finance happiness is all about a state of mind and sometimes mm. external factors can play a part in how you're feeling or your emotional state or your mental state so i don't feel like happiness isn't a long-standing emotion so when i say long-standing it's not a long-term emotion it comes in 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 stages or at different times in life put it that way um and i don't feel like you can say you can be happy today something can happen you might not be happy tomorrow hmm. um so it's all in time in terms of content or context but in terms of are you happy it's a choice you have to make no one can decide for you whether you're happy it's a decision you have to make you can have the most terrible thing happen to you today but you decide to choose happiness over sadness. Yeah, they say. I think they just to add to that. Um, they say happiness is not something that you become. I think it's something that you already are. So you just have to keep finding it from within. Um, I, I came across this saying, and I thought actually it's quite spot on. Happiness is actually something that you something to look forward to in life. So if there's if and it could be it doesn't have to be necessary money, um, but across the board, if there's something you're looking forward to, whether it's a a meal or the next day or something. On that next day, that is also a form of happiness as well. Um, you think so? Because so when I hear that statement, right, I feel like mm -hmm. that's part of what's the problem with happiness, right? Is we've always been told, oh, we are going to be happier if we achieve X, Y in a later stage, right? And we miss out on the joys and the happiness of the moment. So, like, let's take for myself, I would say, oh, I'll be happier when I graduate and get my first job. And then I was like, oh, no, I'll be happier or happy when I finish my graduate scheme. And it's always a delayed, delayed achievement or you're chasing something, right? Which then sort of, I would say with myself, I've missed out in the joys and the happiness of a particular moment because I've been looking at a future gratification or future aim or future task. So I'd, I struggle to understand that or agree with that statement, P. But, you, but I wouldn't say, yeah, but I, knowing you, I wouldn't say you're an unhappy person. I would say that it's your, I think you're striking a balance between, but maybe what I think it's, it's practicing more of trying to be more happy in the moment, right? But mm -hmm. I don't, I wouldn't say, I think that's probably what you're more anchoring towards. But I, I do think there is an element of when, when there's something you can look forward to that does bring happiness. Now it depends, obviously, you're talking necessarily about targets, but it, it could just be tomorrow. Tomorrow could bring in happiness because I'm looking forward to sort of having another shot at a day, right? And and having another chance at going at work and unlocking some of my potential. So not necessarily like targets per se, but mm -hmm. just the small steps of being able to look forward to doing that same thing again. Um, but I think I think to your point, it's more practicing happiness from within. Yeah, and I agree. I, like that statement, I agree with totally. Right. I think that for me personally, happiness is, it, it's got nothing to do with external factors because there's been certain days where I've been having an awful day work 
or certain friendships, but I'm still happy. Like, and you can't really explain it because you're like, okay, no, I'm not going to let that particular thing impact me. And there's some other people where there's some people that I've come in contact with or interacted with and something might happen in a day. And all of a sudden is, oh, I'm so unhappy. And I'm like, wait, that's so like, that's such a minor in the grand scheme of you got your health, you got a roof under your head, um, head. you got loving family, you don't need to worry about your next meal. You've got so much to be blessed about. But there's some people that always look at the glasses half empty versus, you know what, I'm at peace, I'm happy, I'm content with where I am and who I am as a person. But Shua, what about yourself? What do you think about mm. what does happiness mean to you? So I think I think I'm I'm leaning a bit in Daniel's camp where I think it's down to each individual to define it and figure out what makes them happy. But I'd also probably agree with you, Olu, that if you put it into external factors, then you can kind of lose that very quick. Um, generally, I think I'm actually a pretty happy person. I'm happy with my life. Happiness to me is being able to do what I want when I want in relative terms. Um, and that for me is the biggest freedom. And that also, that doesn't just mean what I want to do in my kind of quote unquote playtime. But I think it also means if there's opportunities that I see in front of me, can I take them? And I'm at my happiest when I can do that. And I think in my life, if I reflect to the last, especially the last eight years, kind of post-university, maybe there was one period, one period where I could ask, I had question marks about what I wanted to do next, which direction I was moving in. And I'd say that was a, a notable period where I, where I could reflect and think maybe I wasn't as happy. But other than that, hmm. everything else, um, I'm conscious that the point that you make, Olya, and I really liked it about not missing out opportunities because you're waiting for the next milestone. And I think I've gone through moments where, like with my dad almost passing away and lots of other things happening and seeing other people who maybe focused on things too much and missed out on moments. I've seen that happen enough to people around me that I don't want to be in that position. So that's why I'm always conscious that if I'm invited to things or if I really want to do things, I'll try and make the time for it. Mm. Um, but that's probably what, what happiness means to me. It's, a, it's an inside job ultimately. So, And even like the COVID period, right, has made me personally say, if there's something I want to do, right, instead of me waiting waiting to do it i'm like okay let me do it if a friend invites me out say hey let's catch up previously i'll be like, oh, i'll do it later we'll get to it you know we'll reschedule now i'm like no let me do it now because you never know what's going to happen in the future um i think daniel when we talk about like the external and i think this drops into the next point i wanted to i feel like a time back in the day i was always thinking that as a human being, you've got multiple value points, right? Which dictates your happiness. So when you put too much value in one specific thing, when that one thing crumbles or doesn't go in the right way, we start to feel depressed. We start to lose our joy. So I could give you a perfect example. Like when I'm, we've talked about this before, right? But when I moved back to the UK, I had put so much value in my status at work, right? And that was a part of what defined me, like where, where I worked, what I did. So when I was going through that rocky situation where I couldn't, I didn't know if I was going to stay in the company, if I was going to go through a restructuring, I know that I was not the happiest at that point, but that's also because I put so much value 
on that one area, right? If I looked at my relationship with my family, if I looked at uh, my health, all these other areas, I would have been like, okay, this these areas are here. This area might be a little bit lower, but I'm still as a complete person happy, right? So I wanted to switch this up and say, us as a society, how much correlation do we put on money in terms of our joy and our success? Because I think even us as a group, right, we talk about, okay, we want to be earning a certain amount. We had a hundred million episode. I know all of us are striving to increase our net worth. Well, Pabilo's not sleeping up 24-7, you know. I see him <laughs> I see him waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning saying, hustle, go and get it, you know. <laughs> and I want to understand, like, do, we, do you feel like we put a high correlation between money and happiness? Um, and what your views are on that, right? Uh, let, me, let me bounce it back with this question, yeah? Do you yeah. guys think money can buy happiness? Take a break for what? <laughs> <laughs> Take a break for what? <laughs> so, that's a, so your question was, do you think money yeah. can buy happiness? No, wow. it can't buy happiness. Well, what do you I think? Because it can rent it. I like that. So just expand on that. Sorry. That's actually a bar. I like that. I like that bar. Wait, I should expand on it. So you're basically saying yes. Oh, no. I'll, 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 no, I'm, I'll say no, you can't. No, money can't buy happiness because happiness is from within. So back to the question. With previous question, it can't. Well, that's, if that's if that's what you believe. No, no, no. Think, what it can't buy is long term. One second. What it can't buy is long term fulfillment, and I think people confuse the two. But let me tell you, we've been extremely happy when we have used our money to uh, invest in experiences. Investing, but but that's also what you just. That's what you. That's also how you decide what happen. What brings you happiness? What brings you fulfillment? Yeah, but I can't. Because we can't go to Thailand and enjoy if I ain't got no money. True. So what I'm saying to you is... And you can't take that, a break. <laughs> take money, a break for what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, I think for me, I think... Um, I think me... When I, look back at, when I look back at my experiences, money does buy happiness. It just doesn't buy you long-term fulfillment because what happens is it's short-term... No, take a, take, wait, take a step back. Money can buy you experiences which can bring you happiness, but money can't buy you happiness. Yeah, but... If I were, money is the vehicle to open those avenues, which then in turn bring that happiness. Yeah, but I'm gonna use money to go on, to go and lease a 911. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, that's, money is the vehicle. Money exactly. is the vehicle to yeah, bring the experience. Just, now you're just splitting hairs. But I want so so just to be clear. So P is saying it can. Daniel, your position but is no, that but, but, it can't. No, because and the reason why I'm saying that taking that position is you you hear it and I, and I think people say this to make other people feel comfortable. People put this out there. Wait, people wait, say, "Wait, can I? Which other people are you talking about, bro?" No, 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 no. no, no. You, you, let's, hear, let's hear out the point, and then we can. You know, no, you, know, the, know, you, know the like, you know the you know the rhetoric around money can't buy happiness, and I and I think sometimes I have to always question who is saying that, right? Because usually that person, or maybe you can say that person has money. <laughs> when that person didn't have any money, <laughs> they weren't saying that, right? So I'd spend a lot of time um, understanding who is saying what, what it is they're saying. If I look at my own personal experience, society is one thing. If I look at my own personal experiences, I've been able to use money in a way, which because I know money is just a tool, and I've been able to yield it in a way that brings me happiness. So I can't say money doesn't bring me happiness because we've had, I can pull up all the pictures now that we've enjoyed on, on holidays, etc. It takes money. 
I didn't enjoy it, by the way. <laughs> this guy got the thing. <laughs> so, but what I will say, the distinction that I would like, to, the distinction that I make for myself is it will not buy you long-term fulfillment. And I always, and that's for me, um, yeah, so that's my position. So, Pete, ahead, I think bro. that's a very, very clear position. So just to close out Daniel's view, because he kind of counteracted it. I think Pete counteracted mine. What, what, what Porsche <laughs> barrier is no money? No, no, because I think, Daniel, you went after P, right? That's what I meant. I went first. No, P, um, Daniel went first. Oh, okay. My bad. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. confused. Um, so, like, so I would money, say with, um, for me, money can't buy happiness. Jeez. You went out drinking. But <laughs> lack of money. Uh <laughs> <laughs> lack of money. <laughs> Definitely can't buy definitely can't buy happiness, right? Because you'll be <laughs> all I, think, I know. I think I'm I'm stuck in a, I'm in a I'm between both of you, right? Because I, I agree with P, right? When you don't have money and all you're focusing about is your next meal or 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 like if you want to take a flight, having to worry about where you're gonna get your next bit of money. When you're when you're broke, all you think about is money. All you think I about you just I haven't seen I haven't seen too many broke people happy to put it out there. <laughs> no, that's all you're that's all you're consumed about, right? All you're thinking about is okay, how do I provide for my family? How do I put Trust a roof me. on it? Like that you're just consumed with it, right? Because, and I think we're gonna, in the episode, in the episode, we're gonna go further into it, right? But I, I wanna understand like what is that happy medium, right? Because I think there's a there's a there's a happy place when it comes to money and how much you need to survive and live a good life. And the problem is probably we don't we, we struggle to dictate or assess what that medium is. But for me, happiness can't buy full time. Yeah, so money, money can't money buy full time happiness. It can it provides you the tools to to spend or use on certain things that will buy you happiness. If that's giving your money away from charity to charity or giving your way your money away to friends right but like i love the feeling of a friend coming over to me and, and we go to a restaurant or whatever and i'm saying okay i could pay the check or i could pick up the check and not worrying about nah, that. I ain't. you pick up you pick but, up a check i pick up my check but the whole point the whole point the whole point go on, Daniel, go ahead, Daniel, go ahead. The, the whole point money can't buy happiness is because happiness isn't a long-standing feeling happiness is a here and now it's a state of emotion it's a state of your men it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a state of your current emotion here and now you can't say you're going to be happy tomorrow you can't say i'm going to be happy next year Daniel so, therefore, so therefore money can't buy happiness because happiness isn't supposed to be there forever daniel Johnson. joy 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 is what's within and joy is what you're saying only where external factors can't affect or take that joy away from you you can be joy you can you can have a joyful heart mm. and you can be joyous but you can be unhappy at a certain Agreed. stage or any or any state in at any um st stage in life or at, at any state but i would still say that happiness is internal as well right well yeah happiness is yes yeah, it's, it's internal because it's a state it's an emotional state yeah so but you you can dictate you can, dict you can dictate that emotion i believe you can dictate like based on your inner self how you feel and how you how joyful you are or happy you are right it costs to eat you need paper <laughs> I think it's yeah, as well. Sure, right? sure go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. and it definitely does cost to eat, and we've all seen the size of Karen. He's a growing boy, so it costs a lot. <laughs> um, Inflation. Josie, it's interesting because I, I, I'm kind of in Olu and Daniel's camp. I don't necessarily think money can buy happiness, 
But if we're really, if I'm really honest, what it has bought me is it buys me. No, let me let me finish. Pete. It buys it buys me two things. It buys me options, and options is something that you just don't have. You don't have as many options when you don't have as much money. That I think personally, it buys you options. The other thing that it buys, which is invaluable, is time and just time to think. Right. So if I think, whenever if there's been a problem. Or an issue that I can solve financially, what that for me is the biggest power from it. Because when an issue arises, it's like, okay, that's a bit frustrating, but let's fix it. I, I'm not, I'm very fortunate, and I think we're all in that position where if an issue comes up, it's not like we have to think, okay, well, how are we going to cover this? How are we going to pay this? Are sorry, good pay question. Good question. Yeah. Are you fixing that issue? No, but with money, that's what I'm saying. Money gives you time and it gives you options, guys. Yeah. Why are we? Why are we? Beating around <laughs> no, the bush? I'm making it sound jazzy and nice. <laughs> On the flip side, Pete, I think I've like we've spent like within this at least for 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 P like we've been shopping together, right? We've spent money on material goods, yeah. These material goods that we spent money on thousands, tens Bro, of thousands. We were how happy were we? We were, but has that happened? That, that's come, that comes and goes. That comes and goes. I'm not denying that. I'm not, that's what I said, yeah? It doesn't yeah. bring long-term fulfillment. But what it does do, it does inject happiness. You can't deny that. It's a short-term ha short happiness. It's Fine, short whatever though. Whatever it's a short-term feeling. Right? Short-term yeah. feeling. It depends, yeah, yeah. but it depends. I mean, I could sit in at 9-11 for a while and feel happy. So I don't know about short-term. <laughs> you know I'm saying to you, yeah? Until, but the, the thing you got to realise is, Pete, like us as a society were were, consu were consumer generation right um and yes you can buy the 911 right but then a new car is going to come out and then you're going to be unhappy and you're going to be chasing that next car but that's so, not a, but now we're talking about now we're talking about personal greed and how your mindset is wide so that's that's yeah that's another topic but i just I, for, all I, I think i'm just trying to get across is i've heard that saying so many times money can't buy you happiness money can't buy you happiness and i start to wonder the what that does to the mind. If you condition the mind to think that way, I, I, what, you, what we're all saying, I think is correct, but I just don't want, I, I wouldn't want to tell myself it's peace. All right. You don't need to, you don't need to get it because every being able to provide for the family, being able to sort of um, buy experiences, right. Um, it takes the ability to earn, collect money and then to use the money. So I yeah. think, I think it's about, we can't, I, think I, I wouldn't put out the, the, the notion of, don't worry about the money. You can, yes, you can find happiness within, but if you learn how to use the money as a tool and you yield it in the right way, that can bring happiness to you and also others. So mm. I think it's the education around how to use the money. Let Shua finish his point, but I want sorry, to sorry, yeah, sorry. I want to ask you something about that P afterwards. What you just said, I want to ask about, you my, about, my, salary, about my salary in it. Yeah, like no. what is that number? I want to know what yeah. that number is. I got, I got to answer for you. But my um. I mean, I've pretty much, just from my perspective, I don't necessarily think it buys you happiness. It buys you options and it buys you time to think. That's it, personally. Which, of course, can you... Yeah. It gives you the time and the ability to think you... Oh, I'm just, yes, yes. This yeah. guy is... This guy is... So, so, so this Pete, guy, no, no, wait, wait, wait. This guy, you're talking about Shuo, you know? Yeah, I'm doing it. That's, that's... <laughs> All right, let's move to the next question. What's the next question? Let's move to the next question. No, yeah. no so, Pete, what you just I mentioned, thought... so what is that number? Right, because you so, say so. I, yeah. I thought about it because I was preparing for the episode. My perfect salary is what I'm earning now, and the reason being is because I don't deserve to earn any more or any less. I've earned the position. I've earned the number I have, and I have understood how to be happy with the salary I earn now. So, 
um, making more changes things. It, it doesn't, and I won't know what change that brings and, and if I'll be happier with that. All I know is what I earn now is exactly right for me and my family. I have to keep using it in the right way. And I'm extremely happy with the position I have right now. I love the answer. I was sur I'm surprised it. about that answer. I'm surprised it, about it. that I had answer. to think about it. I had to think I'm about it. I'm surprised about that answer, but I actually, what about yourself? Um, no, actually, Oli, let's, no. let's hear your one, because you said you were surprised. So let's hear your one, because I feel like you're, you're going to say so, and then we'll go to Daniel. Can I just say something, yeah? That the answer to that question is the answer to the question. So you, you, lost us. you lost us. Hey, what I'm saying to you, the, <laughs> the answer to that question around the fact that if I ask, like, if I thought about it, and the answer to the question of what is your perfect salary is exactly what you're making now. If you, it, it's, you not understand, you not get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if you, if you, if you said, um, if you said, okay, I, I want to earn ten thousand more. Yeah. Um. For me, like, why? You're not happy. You are like we're talking about happiness. So I, I, I'm taking a position. That I'm happy today with everything yeah. that I have. If but I, I say we answer that based on the mm. fact that you're content and happy in your in your current situation, right? Okay. I think a lot of times people maybe some men are not happy. All right, cool. People typically people will typically say, okay, the number that I'm aiming for is like when I hit 200k a uh, uh, year, then I've reached that goal. Some people will typically say, okay, 100k. They have a number in their head, right? For me particularly, I when I asked this question i struggled with a number right for me it was less about the number and it was more how i make that number mm -hmm. so for me there's no like you could tell me okay a million right if a million has got me stuck in a cubicle working 18 hours a day that's not worth it right it's for me it's more around the freedom was what i like I had, I think I had a bare minimum of saying, okay, what can I survive and live on, right? If I can have around 70K a year, I could be comfortable if the way I was making it wasn't me working eight hours a day. If I was doing one hour a day or whatever, or was coming from dividends and it was passive, right? That 70K a year would be more than enough for me to be content and happy about, right? So I say it had less to do for me a perfect number and was more around how am I making that particular salary for me? What about yourself, Shua? Now, as you, as you want to hear Daniel next, but only one quick question. Yeah, so yeah. does that mean the the way, just to dig in on that a bit, yeah, yeah. the way you're earning your income now, because so we've spoken about your property stuff and of course yeah, you still have your job, right? Would you say that the way that you're earning now then, based on your answer, isn't the ideal, optimal way for you? No. I would say, as, especially at this particular time, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, right? I'm at the early stage of my, my goals where I've, I'm, it's more time-consuming for myself, right? And that's more, one because I've got a full-time job, trying to do stuff with the property and trying to do other stuff on the side. So it's all over the place in terms of my, the time and how much I'm spending on it. Right. So if you were to say to me, it's what I'm doing right now, um, um, feasible, like if I consistently stay exactly how it is right now, is that realistic? Right. It's not for me personally. Like okay. I, I don't believe that my, 
optimal happiness would be doing this amount of work workload per se for the rest of my life. I wouldn't say that. Okay, good. Interesting. That's a, yeah, because I guess that's a different perspective to what P was saying, where he was saying the number he's good with now, but I guess he didn't talk much about the methodology and you're talking more, the methodology is more important to you than the number. Than the number. Yeah. Okay. Because I think there's a saying, right, where it's called like the golden handcuffed, right? Where your company, I get paid for what I, I get paid really well for what I do, right? And what that keeps you is trapped in that particular position, right? Because you, the moment you start to earn 100K, you start to create a life around 100K, right? Mm -hmm. If that's sending your kids to private school, if that's investing in certain properties, in traveling, whatever, you create a life around that 100K. Now, you might not be completely happy with your job. You might stay in the same job for five, 10 years and want to move. But then you look at another job and it's saying okay now we're gonna have to pay you 60k right you feel trapped oh i can't i can't now go from 100k to 50k and that's why you find so many people trapped in a job that they don't like for years and years because they come reliant on that particular salary i think i think i think just on that i think there's more to it than that i think they also lack skills to be able to move on um so it's not just mm -hmm. it's not just a salary thing um but there are cases like that um I think the majority of it is not that they lack skills, right? Because if that employer wanted them, right, is if that employer wants them and they do a job there, another employer and they could do a job somewhere else, right? So it's not like they, yeah. I think skills, it's more creativity, it's more comfort, risk, comfort, comfort. Yeah, comfort. Yeah, comfort, comfort is a big one in a, in a particular situation, right? We get we're comfortable creatures, right? That's us as human beings, apart from people. So, uh, Daniel, uh, yeah, Daniel, what's, what's, the, what's the perfect salary? I want to take a step back because this is Jeez, quite a complex take a topic. Step back, this, man, take a no, step no, back. this is a complex a topic back. because when you start talking about what does you know, what do you need to be happy, and what is happiness? Because it's a, it's not a straightforward thing, especially when you bring money into it. Hmm. Because you're saying that unless you're rich or unless you have money, you know, a broke person's never happy. But when you take it back to nope. was it Maslow's Maslow's so going? No, I, the money thing is relative to the individual. Yeah. Right. So. I, I don't put a number on rich. Rich is how you define rich. Yeah. And because and so, that takes it back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs of the first the first base being the physiological needs. So that's like your food, warmth and water and mm. and, and the shelter. Um and then safety needs and security, um, and your safety, then you've got your belongingness of intimate relationships, etc. Then you have the next one, which is esteem needs, and then self-actualization, which is the top, is about reaching your full potential. Because in, in ultimate fact, as long as you have the physiological needs, you are safe. Or oh, the first two, you're safe and secure. You have a roof over your head. You, you've got enough to survive, basically. Mm -hmm. And then that's where your particular terms of happiness or what brings you happiness then comes into play. Because money is called a currency because it's designed to flow through you. You're not supposed to hold on to it. And as P's always said, it's a tool. It's not something that you should hold on to. You should, it comes to your hands, you let it go. And it, that's what how the economy, economy works because currency keeps moving round and round and round. You shouldn't hold on to it. Big key, big key, you, big key. And when you bring big key, <laughs> and when you bring money into it, and you know when we're saying can money buy happiness, it can't buy long term fulfillment. It can buy an experience or short lived state of emotion. For example, money can buy you a house, but it can't buy you a home. Money can buy you. Mm -hmm. um, it can buy you a bed, but not a good night's sleep. Mm. Money can't buy you friend a friend. Money can't buy you a companion. Money can't buy you love. These are things you have to do 
by yourself. Yeah, money so can buy you friends. It just depends what you're looking for. It's not true. It's not true. It can buy you a companion, companion, but not a friend. It can buy you a companion, but not a friend. Yeah. So when you think about, okay, if I had 100 million in the bank, you might be happy because you might not even have, you not even might not be able to sleep. For example, money can buy a lot of things, but it can't buy you health. It can't buy you a true family union or good relationships that are true, that are authentic. So that's where it comes to like happiness and money. There, there are huge, two huge things that people start to kind of think that money and happiness are highly correlated and they're, you know, one-to-one ratio. There is a correlation, possibly positive correlation, but it's not a one-to-one ratio in my correct. opinion. That's, that's correct. There is a, there is a strong correlation. Now, say that again. Say that again. That, that's important to mention. I know. I said. I just. It's not so like, I think there's a strong correlation. <laughs> correlation, but it's not one to one ratio. It's not one to one. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, if, when you know, when people say, "Oh, you know, money doesn't mean anything," it does mean something. You know, no one wants to be broke. No one wants to have zero in the bank because money is money is just like oxygen. You just you just got to have it. You Listen, need it to survive. I remember when I was earning less than minimum wage in my internship about ten years ago. You earn monomito, and I earn no way. Daniel, I thought Daniel. we had this. But yeah, only when you came over, I think we had this conversation. And I think when only came over, we had yeah, we had this conversation already. You earned me on my chest, Daniel. You earned more than me. After no, 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 Daniel, Daniel, no. I wasn't getting paid. No, I saved more than everyone. You got, bro. You got fifteen or more. Don't try. No, I didn't. <laughs> I remember that I did another topic. Another topic. You was getting Daniel. Don't ever try it. You was getting. I'm not, paid, no, 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 no. I, know, told, I, I told. I told you know Olu. I, I, I told Olu. No, no. The job center. Would you? Wait, wait. wait go on. Say what you're gonna say. <laughs> I told Olu when Olu came, and Bianca came over a few weeks ago, and then um, and Melissa. We're talking about we're talking about internship, and we're talking about salary, and I got popped. <laughs> Yeah, uh, put your number out there, cause that, bro. I tell you how much I got. I think. <laughs> bro, listen. Is this, is this back in P? Is this back in your Porsche days? Porsche, bro. Okay. So was this less than your allowance, your tax allowance? I, I think yeah. I, I, I got no. Daniel, how much you get? Month? Text, how much you get? Month? How much you get? I didn't get taxed. How much you get? Month? Yeah, I didn't get taxed. Only a night. Only a night. I got about eight. eight. <laughs> I got about. I got about. <laughs> I didn't listen. I didn't. The, the tax. The tax man. The tax man looked at my paycheck and thought, "Bro, you, I mean, your tax. The tax man probably was like, there's some allowances that we can.' He should. I think, I, think we, I think we need to help you out. That's what he said. I think we need to help you out. I just. Um, I think it was about eight hundred and fifty-six pounds. I got each month. Wait, what's the salary? What was that per annum? Yeah, eight hundred fifty-six times twelve. So like, that's, that's, like key, that's net, right? That's net. That's net. Oh, yeah. hang on. Yeah, it was net. It was net. It was net. So yeah. I was getting. I got. I got twelve k. Exactly. I got less than you. I told you. <laughs> you know how much? You know how much I saved? All, All of, of it. it. Ten, bro. That's where they. But it's for another but story. But, but but they give you accommodation. Oh. <laughs> it's for another story. But they give you accommodation. No, 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 they I give you accommodation. accommodation. I use my, my student okay, so, so. money to finance the accommodation. But quickly, all I wanted to say was this. Yeah. Is I remember life as an intern. Not that I wasn't happy. I remember life as an intern. You weren't happy. Minimum wage. You weren't happy. No, I said, I said, uh, I wasn't not happy. I was happy. No, the first six months, 
was, was something else. But I, I was, yeah, okay. So, you're lucky you got to experience those first six months. Now, imagine, yeah. But I know, but listen, just, all I want to do is the thing about that is imagine your experience there in that job, yeah, yeah. and how much you will get paid, yeah, both yeah. of them together. What was your happiness level? Now, no, I don't, I don't even know. Imagine I, don't even, I didn't have, getting, I didn't have time to do myself. I didn't have time to do myself. Imagine you have getting 50k, right? And that same role, do you think you would have been happier? 50k at that stage, yeah, and the same oh, role. I Mm. You would have been sweating to keep that job, boy. So yeah, it's a good question, actually. Um, uh, too young to receive all that money at that time. I think. I think it's interesting you say that because I don't actually know. You know what's interesting? You're, you're so. I was so focused on obviously the saving target, which I achieved. But day to day, you're focused on the role. You're focused on what the role brings you. So I, I guess so, right? But it's difficult to say. What I was what I was trying to say actually is I know what I'm earning now and I know what I was earning then. I would and I would take what I'm earning now all day long over what I was earning then. <laughs> I hope so. Happiness. <laughs> Otherwise, Karen will be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Daniel, what's your number? What's your number before we move to the last? last um, in terms of a number, I think P kind of not trying just to piggyback, but if I'm happy now, you'll be happy if okay. you make ten more. Uh, no, no. 10k more. Yeah, no. I'm happy now. I'm content with what I have, with what I'm paid. I wouldn't say no to more because ultimately the fact that I'm going to be, if if I'm earning more, you know, when it comes to salary review, it means the work I've been doing is now more valued than what I was doing a year before. So that means I have to then be content with and agree with the salary increase that I get, the pay rise I get because it reflects the work and my input and value to the company. Mm. Okay. okay. So I but but that but that said, I would want year on year an increase. I wouldn't be happy being paid the same as I was five years ago. Because I don't feel as though the work I'm doing five years ago is to the same standard. I evolve, I maybe, improve. Maybe, maybe it is in the eyes of the company. Possibly, could be. And that's where then you have to then have the ability and the you know wanting to move on to feel like okay, I'm now undervalued. Because ultimately, why do you why do you people leave positions in a, a company? It's either for money or they don't feel valued. Mm. So if you don't but feel valued, you don't they can value you but not pay you, right? Because you're connecting that value with the payment. Because they can then value you. Say, but, hey, but, Daniel, you're doing a great job today. But then, then, but then, what what is co- compensation? Is basically your salary is paying you for the value that you bring to the company, so they can value you. But if that doesn't the role, gonna, the role is estimated to bring to the company, not you as an individual. You can over deliver and still be underpaid. True. The Very role, true. the role. True. Okay, let's move to Qu- quickly, quickly. Like, just yeah. you're gonna go to the one about seventy-five k or seventy k. Those like this. I want to, yeah, yeah. I want to go to. Okay, the okay, okay. Day. I thought that's an interesting okay. question. So I sent the group a video, um, just talking about money and the happiness and the connection between money and happiness. And in the video that we watched, and we can share it on our YouTube page, it talked about uh, a company called Gravity Payment, where the CEO decided to take a cut, a salary cut. He was previously earning over hundred, um, over one million, and decided to take a cut to 70, 75k a year. And then he also increased everyone's salary in the company to 70, 75k. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason they did that, yeah, go. On. 
Or would he have not decreased others so everybody got paid 75k? No, so, min- so what he did, minimum. He, he, minimum. He cut his salary so that the minimum, minimum um, base, the base salary at the company was $70,000. Yeah. So, and the reason why he did this was because there was a study done that said that when it comes to happiness and happiness in terms of salary and your perfect salary, the moment you exceed 70k, it starts to plateau. So, you don't gain, you don't become any happier by earning more than 70k. They did a lot of research to say, okay, that is the happy medium. Um, it doesn't matter if you're in the UK or uh, the US or whatever. It's just they said that 70k number is what they found that the moment you start to earn more than that, because that 70k will allow you to get a good life, a roof over your head. You're already part of the one percentile of the world, right? Because of um, the whole world. Um, and I just wanted to get you guys' view on, do you believe this analysis? Do you understand, Do you feel like there's any other complexities they're not thinking about it? <laughs> After, I know a few of us on this podcast probably earn over 70K. So I want to ask you, like, when you exceeded that 70K bracket, like, did you feel happier? Do you feel happier? Do you feel like the analysis or the, the study is correct? Who's going first? It's fun. It's fun. No, it's, I was to say it's funny because I remember hearing about this um, was it last year or some a while ago um, about Dan Price, and it was interesting because I think about maybe twenty or thirty of the employees of they have one hundred twenty employees and they're based in Seattle. Hmm. About thirty of them doubled their salary, um, and a lot of them were close to that mark. So quite a lot of them increased significantly their 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 net worth in terms of their salary. But when you take Seattle as a city compared to other cities in the States, hmm. the standard of living or cost of living is different. Hmm. And I know they said in the study, you know, it's tweaked a little bit, but it's not going to yeah. change tremendously. But it also comes down to the individual because whether we think it or not, 70K is quite, a, is an, is an, it's, a, it's a good number. When you think about it in terms of average salary, I think it also and depends. Said, no, I, no, but I also say that because it also comes to how you use money or how you view money, how you perceive it. Because depending on your, not even financial literacy, on how you view money, that can then become a problem. Because if you're thinking, okay, 70K, a lot of these people and the employees were able to now buy a home, put, become first time buyers and have a mortgage, then they're no longer renting. But if you don't see money like that, for example, someone could have said, oh, I got all this money. I can now start going wild rather than seeing and viewing the money in a positive way. It's different. Hmm. P, go on. But what about if you've got 70K and then you put it in a 3% interest? Even better. If your salary was if your salary was 35k before and you're not getting 70, put that 35k in a three percent interest, live off that interest. That's your normal salary. No, no, no. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at 75k. Swimming in that interest. That's like going back to that that no, it don't work 2010 money, P. It doesn't work, it doesn't work at it doesn't work at um at 75k i think the 70k i mean obviously it's based on us a certain population of people that they've studied on um maybe i guess the the, the thinking behind it is that it puts you just above like breathing space right so you can kind of do a bit more than the average person and but i think that's all it does um 
because very quickly, as Olu's mentioned earlier, you start adjusting your lifestyle to 70K. Um, so you don't actually, so, so you get to a point where the, the mid, sort of you get to diminishing returns, you don't actually see the value that 70K brings. But I think it depends on when you receive a 70K. Because if you've got three mouths to feed at home, 70K is not going to do it, man. It's just the, the spoon's not going to go around. Right? So I think... <laughs> I think I'll just return empty. <laughs> <laughs> so I think... But if you received, I, I, I saw Pete last week. Pete's been eating good. <laughs> this guy is so dumb. <laughs> this guy is so dumb. <laughs> I think if you receive, if you're receiving seventy thousand entry positions, when you're sort of twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, oh, you know that that can do something. That 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 can do something. That can do something. <laughs> God, uh, who's next? <laughs> I, I don't mind actually just following. Up. My, my my quick comment is: I think whether the number seventy or hundred or whatever, I think it it, it it depends on the individual kind of building on peace point and what stage they are in their in their life. But I think once it does get to a stage, then you start to want to do what you like doing, um, or you'd even be willing to sacrifice a bit lower if you're going into an area that you really enjoy. Does that make sense? So I remember before I moved into this role that I'm in now in my kind of day job, the job that I was doing before, it wasn't matched with what I was looking for. Um, I didn't really enjoy the environment that I was in. I remember probably we had a podcast episode where I spoke about having this transition in my career. And at one stage in the negotiations before moving into a new role, I was actually happy to take a financial cut to do something that I think I would enjoy a bit more. And I think that's probably because in the last years, I got into a position where that incremental wasn't generating enough of a utility to move just for the money. Does that make sense? So I can imagine if you're in the US or in Portsmouth in the UK, if you're earning 70K, you, you've got everything covered, you don't need to worry about bills and stuff. Um, and you're good, but yeah, I think it depends on the stage and also what your priorities are. And also, but I love, a, I love what jump. you said there, Shua, because you just basically highlighted the fact that by you moving into a new role, money wasn't a factor to it. It wasn't a situation where you valued less about, okay, that incremental increase to make you happier, but you valued more in that particular time, the purpose of that particular role, the, the opportunity yeah. that that new role gives you. So Maybe whatever that amount you were earning before you moved to this your current role, maybe that is your 70K, obviously, whatever that number is. Maybe that is your that is your point of, okay, I'm content. I've reached where I'm happy in terms of my salary per se. And now I want to get more value through, okay, I'm able to do all my investments. I'm able to do what I want to do in terms of property, investing, this and that, traveling. Now what is more valuable to me is my life mission, my life purpose, um, all the other stuff that building, comes, building skills and all of building this. skills, relationships, all of those elements that is not based on a number. So maybe that number does exist for everyone, but it's yeah. just not a simple calculation where you can just say, okay, 70k. Maybe everyone's got that number. Now, my only worry and my worry for which I articulate to you guys is sometimes I get afraid that we're chasing more 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 and that's always been my greatest fear oh do you think do you think you're chasing more Oli? yes and do you, I, always, I always ask myself because 
if I'll be honest with you guys, my dream is to hit a certain amount, move to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> move to Bali, live off my passive income. All you got into is bag there. He said, guys, if, I, if I'm being honest. <laughs> if, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, yeah, I want that passive income to a certain amount, move to Bali. I'll so you're looking, easy. yeah, you see, this is what, you're looking to run away from the grind, but you're looking to quick. You're looking but, to jump out. No, no. It's not about the grind. For me, it's not running away from the grind. It's the... No, man. Am I valuing the wrong thing in life? Right? And it's... Listen. I feel like sometimes we value so much that grind that P's talking about. And I've, I've been but on Bali, that <laughs> but, but yeah, you have, you have, you have. Daniel, remember Paris? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Olu, Olu knows how to grind, but I'm telling you. Um, uh, but listen, Bali's only going to last for two months. I gave you two months max. And you'll be dying to come back. Going back to your point around more, it's not it's it's not just money you'll ask. It's not just money you're after. You're chasing. You're trying to unlock more of your potential. The reason why you're going more is it more is attached to I can be better tomorrow. I can do more tomorrow. Not only I want more, I can do more. If I can do more, I can then have more. If I have more, I've earned it, so I'll take it. Right. So I think I think it's not as just if someone says to me. Of course, we, we should be trying to strive for more. It's part of our purpose. But just, I, I, go ahead, go ahead. Just to build on Oli's point, like, what, you're, bag, man. what you're saying. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm um, do you think, Olu, that this this kind of hunger for more has increased or decreased over the years? That was one question. And then the other question is: Do you think if you went to Bali, building a bit on peace comment? Do you think if you have that experience, it might be better to just getting that out of your system to then get to the next phase? Yeah, two months, bro. I'll give you two months max. You'll be dying to come back. Let me ask you a first question. So do I feel like the wanting more has... um, Been increasing over time. Increased over time. I'll say yes. And I'll say even the way I feel about it is saying the more money, the more problems. Like, I feel like... Nope. Don't no, agree. As far as people, you people say that, yeah, but prior to me having a property or starting this property business, yeah, there's certain days that I could just be passive, right? Nowadays, yeah, I've got to be like, okay, is the mortgage payment covered on this property? That's not Have a problem. That is, that's, as much as you no, think. But, everyone, but I think this is this comes down to each individual, Pierre. That's think, not a problem. No, you know the same way they say, okay. Would you, you would you, you what's it, what's, listen, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Would yeah. you rather not have that problem? No, but it's still a problem. I'm not saying so. Again, I did not say I wouldn't rather that. I wouldn't prefer that problem. It's not a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> because people say, you know, when people say like, oh, as a CEO, yeah, you might be earning millions whatever you own the company, but now you cover all these employee salary. You've got to worry about all these people um, that work for you, right? Is now there was a. I think P, you might have done the book review. Um, what's the book? What sleep? Um, no, <laughs> not your sleep. But rest, rest. <laughs> not, not, not rest. It was um. I mean, P must have just read the cover on the back of that one. That Olu, Olu was killing me. Oi, I can't tell you how how hot I was inside. Go on, go on, Olu. I think it was one called um, "Not to Give a F" or um, the subtle life of the subtle life oh. of not giving a fuck. Yeah, and it was like yeah. every single person has got problems. Yeah, there's yeah. rich people problem and there's. <laughs> other people's sort of problems yeah and i personally feel and maybe you guys don't agree but the more i've gone in life i find that okay as more money is coming to my hands 
I've got more responsibilities. I've got more problems in that sense, right? If I'm earning now 100K, I can't just be passive with that 100K. I now need to think about, okay, what investments do I have with that 100K? Where I didn't need to have that problem before. It's a nice problem to have. I'm not complaining about having those problems. But I just see as you progress in life and as you succeed or go from one step to another, you find yourself having more responsibilities and more quote unquote problems. Um, and then your second point in regards to Bali, if I was to move to Bali, do I feel like it will resolve? Or Not necessarily resolve. I think listening to you speak, I think this is just that pivotal moment in your life at this particular time where a break where you can kind of recharge because you have really been putting in a shift i mean if you didn't start doing yoga recently your body would probably be mad still <laughs> so i think that's why going to bali like what you're saying and the perspective that you have now that's coming from a situation where you've had success right so i think having this break would probably yeah. put you in a great position to see what's in that next next, next period chapter. i mean if, if, you, think... if you want to go to bali big man give me a call i'm down no and i think you're right there Shua. i think it'll give me uh a perspective on what is the next chapter and that next chapter might not be so tied to financial could be anything it could be yeah. anything like for me i've Holy i man, i go around this table yeah and even i talk about p yeah Holy, bro. i, I, like you, I can hear it in your voice you sound like you're running from the grind where are you going where are you going where where like listen this is what this is what we've been working towards to put ourselves in this position we've created these opportunities it's time yeah. to go to work what are you I doing going like to Bali? Can... Why are you going to Bali? I told why do you want to go to Bali? I can start my own yoga institution. You're having it. <laughs> but no. Like someone, but someone, someone cut this guy from around me, man. I need I need grinders <laughs> right now, bro. <laughs> but no, on a serious note, I feel like there's there'll be more, there'll be stuff that we could do that probably can give more value to the world in my particular. I, honestly, yes, I feel like soft, more value man. to the world. Like you can't be you can't be taking all the properties, Pete. You gotta leave some. What, out there. what happened to that chest? What happened to that chest? Sounding <laughs> soft, cuz. Right, Daniel, talk to him, man. Daniel, what's your Daniel? What's your view on it? And it will wrap up. What's the question? <laughs> Wait, Daniel, Daniel has you know, been, you've, been, you've, been, you've, been no. you've been going on for a while already, so I kind of lost track. I've been going on for a while because no, Daniel because Pete keeps interrupting. Dan, Daniel's been in deep thought. He's been thinking deeply. No, no, no I'm about, trying to think out what the question is. How about the seventy k? Like, do we believe that um, as soon as you reach more than that, does it start to plateau? Um, the study, no, the one no. it. so it doesn't okay. Thank you, yeah. Because if, okay, you, double so that, if you, you double that, if you double that, if you double that 70, it's a different lifestyle, man. So just keep going up. I just think, I just think with anything. You're, you're presented with new challenges. So whether you're earning 70K, 50K, 60K, 80K, 100K, 120K, you're going to be presented with new challenges because naturally your your standard of living is going to now become, like your disposable income is going to increase and you'll start adapting your life to how much you're getting paid. You're not going to now, for example, go from 70K to 150K and say, oh, I'm going to continue living like I'm earning 70K. No, you're not going to do that, man. You're going to start living like you're earning 150K. That's not what P said on the hundred million episode, right? Yeah, he because we know he was chatting. He was chatting rubbish. Would you? No, let's not get into it. If he makes hundred million, his lifestyle won't change. That's why I. No, yeah, right. Yeah, right. No, until I understand what to do with it. Come on, guys, man. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like saying Turkey's going to be ready. And it's like Turkey's and guess what? Turkey's ain't popular at Christmas. Yeah, right. Headstrong. Headstrong, guys. No, no, no. Stay grounded. No, thanks, Daniel. Um, I'm conscious about the time, so. Thank you for you guys' participation in this episode. 
Um, I hope for the what's that? This is um current salary. Uh, this is three percent of seventy thousand per month. <laughs> he will be living on if you had if you had if you had your seventy k yeah, you put in a three percent interest account and you wanted to live off the monthly figure. This is how much. Oh people. my god. <laughs> so, let me, let me wrap up this episode. Good to know. <laughs> But no, thank any, you. Any last comments? Any last comments before it'll yeah, last comments. I, I'm gonna say my last comment and then we'll go around and then peek in. Um, no, Daniel can just close it out. So I think my last comment with this is really look, money can't buy happiness. I do Jeez. believe that is uh, I'm gonna end it like that, yeah. No, be I do believe that is running. a strong correlation between money and happiness, like Daniel said, but it's not one-to-one, it's not one-to-one correlation, right? Um when you do reach a certain amount. Don't believe that all your problems are going to be solved when you reach a particular amount. Like when you it's reach a hundred million, twenty million, whatever. Don't believe that you're that as soon as I reach a particular number, all my life problems are going to be solved. That is not true. Focus on gaining your inner happiness without a certain goal or a certain um, target that you're reaching. If it's financially, if it's um, through relationships, whatever, you need to try and find that happiness, inner happiness before you can even reach a particular money goal or whatever. Because if you have 1 million and you're not happy, one thing I can guarantee you will splash that on stuff that are going to make you like, like momentary, momentary happiness. That is not going to really give you anything that like um, Pabilo said, um, desire for the long run. So that's just my big goal is that there's not a one-to-one correlation between happiness and money. Um, but if you don't have any money and you're completely broke, you're going to be thinking about money all the time. So that's just the reality of it. But don't try and set a goal where I'm going to be happy when I reach a certain amount. Focus on your inner self. And that's the key. Wow. I'm just going to quickly say my comment, right? If people go back to episode 10, which is financial freedom, this is an episode that Olu led and here he he, he put the Con- contradicted in it contradicted what do you say what do you say go back and listen to episode 10 right what did and i say and listen to where we're at now in episode six or nine no it's not any negative it's actually it's, the growth. it's, the growth. it's actually really interesting to hear and see the personal development growth and how i don't think financial freedom is any less of a priority but just your perspective mm-hmm. shifts so for me actually this is an amazing my takeaway is actually seeing the the different parts, and I actually want you to go to Bali ASAP, Olu, because I'm interested in what Olu post Bali looks like, and then seeing you have that conversation with Pavilo, that'd be interesting. That's my uh, my takeaway. I, I invite Pavilo over to Bali to come and visit me. No, yeah, I don't deserve it yet. And me and me and Daniel will just be there, like, what are these are these two fighting or loving or what's, what's going on <laughs> in the mud? <laughs> what about P? What's your final take? Uh, no, final take. I think I think um, I think it's been a great discussion. Um, I think uh, for me, I would always say money can buy happiness. It just can't buy you long term fulfillment. I think what's important for people to understand it's you have to understand how to use money, right? To, and you have to be you can yield it, it you it, you can yield it in the wrong way or in the right way. And so I think the better you understand what money is, what money isn't. You know, the fact that, like as Daniel mentioned, it's a currency, you have to keep it moving, you shouldn't hold it, it doesn't, it's not worth anything, it has as much value as monopoly money. All of these sort of basic characteristics around money, if you can better understand that, I think you can actually achieve happiness and also understand the importance of earning more, collecting more, to then do better things with it, right? So 
Um, I think the mindset that comes with the, with the, with the money can definitely yield positive results and bring happiness. Cool. And I'll say our final, my final remark would be money can't buy you happiness, but giving it away can. Go figure. You just say giving, I, away, I, I like how, give, I love, giving it away can. I love how Daniel's always that reminder where whenever we're talking about financial topics and about investing, building and stuff, Daniel's always a reminder to be like, Give it away. It's giving away. Yeah, it's, it's always a. I think I, got, I think I got some back payments on my Zakar, boy, to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all for listening to episode sixty-two. Um, hope you found it enjoyable, um, entertaining as usual. If you have any feedback for us, find us on Take Flat Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at takeflatpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week wherever you are in the world. Stay well. Stay healthy. God bless. Boom. Take off.